Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering. Okay, my, hey, 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 sit. You're farting now. I can smell it. Yes. All right. It smells like sausage. It smells like sausage. From the back and the front. Yep. Okay, one more time. Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to unleash your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about how artificial intelligence will affect your life's purpose. Please just keep going and get out of your own way. There are no obstacles unless you create them. The path is already laid out. Don't make it more complicated as it needs to be. Then it needs to be. That's what I just received. And know that everything will be provided when you need it. Not a moment sooner, not a moment later. Always just like the wheel in Australia and the mind timing. We literally just needed to call for help, which we did, universe help us. And then we just needed to sit, relax, have a good time, and let the help and the assistance and the support come to us. And that's also part of the feminine energy. It's not just the creativity. It's also the receiving mode, the knowing when to take aligned action and when to just be and have a good time and have fun and receive what you have put out into your energy field, into the cosmos, into the universe. And just be laid back and know that it is served. It's going to be served in the right time. And that's also going to require you to be patient, which is another trait of, I would say, the feminine energy. Just patience, stillness, yin. I think that is applicable to one extent, but... There's also the matter of taking action and not making excuses that you're using the law of attraction to have it be delivered to you. There has to be a balance between that. Yeah, for sure. There is aligned action, there is inspired action, and there is action which can actually stir you further away from your path. And it requires, like, you have to feel and you have to know which one is which? Was that an aligned, inspired action? Or was that an action that stirred me further away, further away from my chosen path? You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. You may have great intentions with your actions, but sometimes they're doing the opposite. Well, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it as it is helping you get to a level of being very targeted with your action. Hey, by the way, I know you're listening to this podcast because you know you have a big purpose, but you may need support fulfilling what you came here to do. That's why we invite you to join the lifepurpose.com support community. Just click on the link in the description or go to lifepurpose.com to check it out. And now back to the episode. Like, have you... Had you not had that experience, had we not had that experience with the trading service, with the trader, obviously now I'm in a situation where I'm not panicking, I'm not overwhelmed necessarily, or angry, 
Sometimes I'm feeling that, but not really. But regardless, that puts me back into the focus of, okay, well, why did we even start this trading journey to begin with? We started this trading journey to have passive income to support LifePurpose.com. But what if, what if we never needed to come up with the money to hire other people? What if we were able to go a different route? And I think that this is, this is maybe something that I was inspired to speak to you about today. I know we had an originally one plan for the lifepurpose.com where we wanted to hire a team first and then move from there. But obviously that costs a lot of resources at this stage that we do not have. And we need to be innovative. We need to be as lean as possible. Like it came to me, okay, Gabe, you guys wanted to hire this team of people, which is great, but it seems like now you have the opportunity to hire a digital, artificially intelligent team for a frat, like not even 1% of the cost that you are calculating for a human team. And that is really game-changing. The more that I've been studying this and researching this, the more game-changing that it's been because that would then enable us to create content to scale. And what scale means, to scale means like, it would allow us to create content in mass quantities with, with much less time, just us, the two of us running it without having a whole team of people. To put that out, sounds very relieving. To put out the same result, right? And the other advantage is that by doing that, we have the ability to turn lifepurpose.com and obviously taking it to that next level of what we're what we've been talking about these last couple of years and working on. We can turn this into an AI dominant company where we are garnering attention from the big ones that are living their purpose already, getting them onto the show, and that will be the human-generated content. And this is where you can do the interviews and the having a long-form podcast with these people. But obviously, they're going to need some sort of social proof first that you're serious about what you're doing well we need a little library of content that's what we use the ai generated content for and by doing this if we can then get people to say okay these guys are serious about what they're doing we have this website this platform this media company where we can then advertise people's purpose we can create subscription content like gated content and we can make the process of creating content and delivering content from our side much smoother, easier, simpler. But we would have to leverage artificial intelligence to do this. And much like you said at the beginning of the, when we first started the ceremony, stay very focused. The path is already laid out for you. So I would agree. I don't want to think about other things to distract my energy. I want to focus on the number one thing. What's the number one thing here? It's 
thelifepurpose.com website. But in saying that, how do we, how can we monetize what we have now? I'm talking about like not six months from now or not one year from now, not two years from now. How can we monetize now, right now, right this minute now? And I think this will be the topic for today's episode. It's about direct, directly engaging, direct selling. If you want to succeed in having the financial resources and continuing lifepurpose.com, we need something to sell. We need something to sell, whether it's an NFT, whether it's a course, whether it's a product, we need something to sell. Physical product, digital product, physical service, digital service, it doesn't matter. The mentoring. The mentoring, right? So obviously we are creating the podcast and that's our form of attracting inbound potential inbound clients, right? When they come to you, it's inbound. But we also have to think about maybe outbound, which is we go to them, right? And so this is, this is the dance. It's, it is, it is like you said, it's the balance. It's knowing when to take action and knowing when to sit back. Knowing when to take action, knowing when to sit back. When do you move forward? When do you pull back? When do you go forward? When do you just stay where you are? And in order for that to work, I'm not... Like you would have to know what it is that you directly want to specialize in with private mentoring. What does that even mean, right? Because we're talking a lot about healing traumas and engaging in your purpose, and that's all fine. But do you have a direct curriculum? I believe we want to be able to bridge and really help our clients build something tangible with their purpose like actually supporting them in building purposeful businesses i don't know if that is too far-fetched but that's what's come what's coming to me right away we help clients build purpose-based businesses yes and um there is something that uh when nicole saw the first time lifepurpose.com she she wrote a brief like introduction about me as her like me as her case study for her future clients and she announced me as the owner of the founder of lifepurpose.com and the way she explained I never spoke to her about lifepurpose.com but she explained in her case study about me what I do with lifepurpose.com and I found that really impressive the way she expressed it. What did she say? I can pull it. I can pull it up and read it exactly. Screenshot that. But she was, from what I remember, she explained it like this: Hala Alman, founder of LifePurpose.com, she helps big companies and CEOs align to their true purpose. Perfect. Perfect. But there's much more to it. I, I see if I can find it because, like, I that know, really hit home. I know that I saw you in, I think it's the same page that you had shown me or something like this. And this was a few months ago. That's great that you, you pulled that up. Uh, I didn't think much of it, but I saw your face. And obviously I saw that she mentioned you with, like, a testimonial thing. 
Okay, so that's important. That's important. We need to run with this. The reason why we need to run with this is because, okay, okay, now it's coming. Now, yeah, I'm getting more. Coming. I'm getting more things as well. It's coming. An example. I want to give you an example. Think about Disney. Think about the company, the big company, Disney movies. What happened in the last two to three years? The old, a complete. Well, I'm getting a lot of chills right now. A complete restructuring of, of the, the foundation of their movie of the company, right? So we may also attract clients who have already built massive companies, but they are willing to shift and completely. I'm getting a lot of children right now and completely restructure their old business, just like Disney. The old CEO left, was replaced by a new CEO, creating a completely different energy for the same company with Disney. Purpose for movies. This is the podcast. This is this is today's podcast. So we're gonna talk about this. This has gotta be it. So I have been researching on, you know, ways that we can make money in the meantime. And obviously, why would I spend more of my energy and time to start something completely new? Right? Why would I do go through all of that when I spent all this time on trading? And then, you know, obviously I know how to make trading work with a specific way of trading, a very specific way of trading, and that takes time. I can't do repeatedly successful day trades. It, that's not me. You don't always want to strike. Right. We want to wait for the big setup, the big moment, and then the big strike. That's it. And that's for day trading. That's for me. I learned how to use the Fibonacci's. I learned how to use the retracements and the extensions along with the trend lines and the garbage boxes, a very specific way in the zones. That's my system. I do that. I make money and I just have to own that. And why would I venture out into something completely new and build something completely new? You know, I spent the last two years of my life, three years of my life trading and figuring this out, I know my setups, I know what I have to do. I know that long-term, this is the way that I do it is going to work and it's going to make me money, but it's obviously going to do it in a slower way. So we already know that slow is fast. Slow is fast. Right. So this is already like the fifth, sixth time that I've like, like gone from taking time to, from swing trading to day trading and back and forth and just like, okay, well, this is what, this is what the data has concluded to me. This is what the PNL has completed to me. You know, I can take these shots at the most logical levels where there's clearly established key levels, but then nothing happens. You're also a little scientist with that. Yeah, I've done hundreds of trades, thousands of trades, back tested, and etc. So I've done this. Now, having said this, okay, gotta wait, gotta wait for the setup. Okay, no problem. Over time, we're gonna make a lot of money from this. This is for sure. But for right now, we got to think about, okay, how are we going to build this business, right? And obviously in business, in order for any business to succeed, we need cash flow, right? We need cash flow. So I was watching some videos on YouTube and doing some research about like blogs and content marketing and SEO uh, optimization and et cetera. And obviously I shared with you the idea that I had that came to me, okay, Gabe, why don't you go into freelance writing so you can make some income? But then I thought to myself, okay, obviously I woke up this morning. I think the hobby was very helpful because 
I was very aware of, okay, the Gable, well, this is going to be another pattern. You, you start something and you work on it for a while and you're not getting any traction. So then you go to the next thing. But the irony is, is that when I think about it, no, I wasn't really doing that because in the last 14 years since working online and doing a lot, like having the desire to build a very successful online business, it was very clear to me that I was actually just going around getting the tools that I needed from all these different things. So now here I am with the awareness that if I were to go now to a different thing, I'm just repeating the same process. I already have all the tools. There's nothing new under the sun about building a successful online brand. It's marketing, it's sales, it's fan base, it's the product or service, and it's getting, the, it's getting it out there. So if we think about this, okay, we have the vision for the company, we have the website, and now we have to articulate that. We articulate that with copy, with our words. We know what we do, now we gotta get the people. But we get the people by advertising, by marketing. And obviously the delay was I took the time to trade so that we could hire a team to help us do this exponentially faster. But then guess what? In the last year, in the last six months, seven months especially, the whole artificial intelligence revolution has now been born. I have to mention this as well. God is my marketer. This was this was something, this is not my quote, but this is Nicole's quote because she has been saying this. She said, I gave it all up to the divine and the divine has been orchestrating who sees me and who doesn't. God is my marketer. The right people came to me. They saw me. I didn't spend a dime on paid advertisement. She has just been leveraging her YouTube channel. Yes. Obviously, we've talked about this, though, the, the disadvantage of relying on a website that you don't own or have the creative control or the creative rights to what it can do. And... I woke up this morning with a lot more clarity from taking the hot pay last night. And obviously it came to me, okay, game there, like there's so many different when you already know a lot there a lot of what there is to know about online business building. You've done this over and over and over again. You just haven't done it enough long enough for a substantial return. But now it's time. So you gotta focus. We have to focus. You can go into the freelance route. You can start a crypto blog. You can do writing. You can do SEO. You can do all these things. You focus on one thing, please. Focus on one thing. So you got to root it down. You have a lot of visions and ideas. It's all here, but we got to focus long enough for it to be birthed. Exactly. Exactly. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. So like I said, I would rather just focus on one thing. For me, all I wanted to focus on was trading and making money with trading so we could hire the team. You know, get there. But in the meantime, what can we do? How can we start getting, producing content now, the two of us, and producing the content that has a directly measurable result and outcome for us? See, if we're putting out the life purpose of series, are we getting traffic from YouTube to our website? Are we growing our YouTube channel? Are we getting the traffic from YouTube back to our back to our website, myfirst.com? And it came to me, okay, Gabe, you can do even the NFT route if you wanted to, you know, like you can create with AI generated art, you can create 
uh, a whole bunch of NFTs using AI-generated art. Use MidJourney. Okay, no problem. I can use Lexical Art. I can use MidJourney. I can use these platforms because they're coming out now. And they they can do it in seconds. A whole image in seconds. So what's it going to be, Gabe? Well, obviously, I don't want to go and start something completely new that I would have to then start all over from, from scratch. No, no, no. We're going to go and we're going to focus and we have to really come up with a service that we can deliver over and over and over again. And we have to embrace cold selling. Okay. So obviously we want people to come to us. When people come to us, that's inbound. But now we have to go to them and that is outbound. Okay. There's inbound and then there's outbound. We have to go to, we have to go to our customer. We have to go to them now. We can't be like, well, we're just going to build a whole bunch of content and then just hope that they come to us. We can't do that anymore. We don't have that time. We need to, we need to really like get ourselves in a different state of consciousness. And I agree with you that there is a time to wait, but there's also then a time to act. Yes, for sure. There's a time for massive action. And now is the time for massive action. We must do this. Massive aligned focus. Massive aligned focus. Writing action. Yes. Here's why. The artificial intelligence revolution is here. Whether people like it or not or whatever, it is here. The middle class is going to go away. There's either you're going to be very poor or you're going to be very rich. There's not going to be any in between. All middle class jobs that were done by human labor is going to be obsolete. I was researching this as well and, and coming stumbling upon some YouTube videos where trucking in the United States, truck drivers, they were making $110,000 a year at one point. And that was like the middle class blue collar job to get and to have. You didn't need a college education. You didn't need a college degree. You just needed the, the high school education or something like this. Really? And you needed the licensing. You and they made a hundred. And $10,000 a year. I had no idea. Today, that has diminished significantly because Tesla has disrupted that. Like, self-driving trucks are there in the United States. That's a thing now. Truck drivers today probably make less than $30,000 a year. Obviously, we know because we've studied finance and we've studied business and we've studied taxes in this time to know that as an employee... If you are working for someone, you're going to expect that your salary is going to be taxed 40%, probably up even up to 60%. So being an employee today doesn't work. That's where the freelance economy comes in, right? Online remote workers. There's online remote workers all over the world, and they are making a far better income than someone 20 years ago would if they're location dependent today we're location independent that's the whole global economy now anyone in theory can go on a laptop and become a freelancer and expect to make significant amounts of money if they have the right skill and the mindset and the entrepreneurial creativity to do this why am i saying this now when it comes to us when it comes to our product our service what what is the offer what is the contribution as I mentioned, artificial intelligence is disrupting a lot of things. It's, it's, it's already happening. The value for content writers, 
as artificial intelligence gets smarter, which it is, it will significantly undermine human creativity or human labor. Digital labor is obviously going to be far cheaper. You don't have to pay a robot to drive your truck. Think about where the money is obviously going to go for a business. A business is going to obviously invest in artificial intelligence. It's a no-brainer. It's the same thing as, as how physical businesses, brick-and-mortar businesses, a lot have had to shift to online. This is the next step, along with blockchain, along with using cryptocurrency. It's the le next logical step in this, in this technological revolution. I strongly believe that we are at the very beginning stages of, of what we consciously, from our state of consciousness, would call instant manifestation. Because we're in the age of Aquarius, we will know what this means, instant manifestation. And that is exactly what I have seen with the use of artificial intelligence, instant manifestation, instant creation of a blog post or a piece of art or a video. AI generated in seconds. That is instant manifestation. And it will only continue to get faster as more users adopt the technology and have to adapt to the technology. I was even watching another video uh, on artificial intelligence and how someone was like, um, like a business owner, I forget his, Andrew Tate, I think. He was saying like, yeah, the AI revolution is already here. And a lot of people have to really be concerned about this because at some point, if you are not using artificial intelligence to run your business, you're going to be outdated. You're going to be obsolete. Another freelancer, Alex Fasulo, she was on CNBC Make It. She's the freelancer from Fiverr that's making over $300,000 a year. So it's something very similar. You, we have to adapt to this. Artificial intelligence is going to be able to do this a lot quicker, a lot faster, a lot more efficiently. And some of the content that it creates is like, it's almost lifelike. So if it's like that now, imagine one year from now, two years from now, because it's connected, it's, it does machine learning, ML. And because it does machine learning, it's constantly hooked up to the internet. It can absorb information at rates that would not be possible for a human. So the game is already over. If you think about this, so how do we adapt to this and now use this understanding and this technology in our greatest and highest good? Well, like I said, we have lifepurpose.com. We need to make it into a media company. We need to be able to make significant amounts of content very quickly at scale. Human generated content is going to take forever. We need to be able to pivot and innovate on this. You had mentioned about liferivers.com and, and also like, how are we going to be able to sell a service or sell something that we can do cons consulting, right? We can consult. I think I'm, I'm already getting where you are going with this. We can consult with brands and help them build purposeful businesses in the artificial intelligence age. I knew you were going to say that. <gasps> because they're going to have to adapt. They will have no choice and they need consultants. They're going to need consultants to help them adapt to the shift. There's not going to be any other way. And obviously right now in America, I think they're going through a recession. 
or they're about to go into a recession or something, whatever the excuse is. And uh, Google, Google is laying off, instead of laying off client um, employees, or they are laying off employees, in addition to laying off employees, they're also not providing staplers, like the little, to, you know what a stapler is? Uh, it's something that you clip a metal little thing to put papers together. Oh. Yeah, so they're like removing staplers. <laughs> they're not supplying staplers and pens anymore at Google. And then Apple, instead of uh, instead of laying off people, they're not accepting applications anymore. But come on, let's be for real. It's these tech giant companies. They have billions upon billions of dollars. That's a, that's a joke. That's an absolute joke. But who is it going to affect? It's going to affect small and medium-sized businesses. It's going to affect uh, people, employees. It's going to affect employees. So we have to put ourselves in a position where maybe we don't necessarily want to offer. We can offer coaching, but maybe we need to get into consulting. Consulting is AI conscious businesses so that we are making sure we are assisting businesses to use AI for, for good. And we are like the gatekeepers for bigger companies to make sure they don't do anything stupid. This is what's coming to me right now. It would have to be a like this is this is way far ahead for the human side of me, but I'm also getting it if you know what I mean. Hundred percent. Corporations, corporations, they fall behind because they are not going to be quick to adapt. They're not going to be quick to. It's going to take them time to adapt. Like look at how from the time that the internet was up to the time that people actually started making money online to the whole lockdown situation two years ago. Think about how much time it took for corporations to actually say, okay, you're going to work from home and we're going to do remote. And even still, when the lockdown ended, they had people come back to work. People don't want to necessarily go to a physical office to work. It's ridiculous. They want to be, most people want to be location independent. Most people, why would you want to work 40 hours a week when you can work 10 and you can still get the same amount of work done? That's what we're talking about here. And so obviously the advantage is that we, by doing this, if we can consult and help brands build purposeful businesses using artificial intelligence. We help brands build purposeful businesses leveraging AI. Exactly. If we do this, if we can do this, guess what? That's going to save a company significant amounts of money. Significant amounts of money. That's going to, it's going to change and disrupt the whole idea of a nine to five it already is it's happening right now the whole nine to five economy i think that's going to be like so obsolete what about schools and teaching jobs and nurses they will probably be replaced there will be like i would imagine that there would be nursing assistants like humans overlooking artificial intelligence but for the most part i'm assuming that it would be artificial intelligence now taking care of and doing all that extra work because think about this. How much time would it take for a doctor to become a doctor? It takes them like eight years to go through that whole process on top of like having to get a residency. And then they're able, and then they have to pra obviously pass like examinations, get certified or get the licensing to then practice medicine. And even then, 
how many doctors do like bad diagnoses? Well, artificial intelligence is able to scan through and absorb thousands of bits of data that a human never could in their entire career. And they can do that in a fraction of the time. If you think about this, we have the opportunity to be like strategists, right? Strategists or consultants. For conscious AI use in your purpose business. Purposeful businesses, right? So obviously now we have that, we have like a greater understanding, okay? We can consult with these companies and we can deliver something that's one option. The other option is if we're if we're still sticking with we help influencers and light workers achieve absolute clarity on their purpose. Okay. We need to then start reaching out to these influencers and these light workers. And we need to tell them, hey, we offer this, 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 and we're strategy, we're strategists and consultants that can help you with your purpose. Okay. And you're gonna use artificial intelligence to do this. I'm not sure. But we have to get a lot of clarity on this now and like create a service, create something where we can then now start to approach people. And what came to me is, okay, I was listening to all this content from all these people and how they did it. Our best way is we're going to have to approach people directly. We got to approach people directly and we can go to like a site like LinkedIn. We can go to Pinterest. We can DM people. We can do all these things. Yep. If we're going to create a service, whether it's consulting or strategizing or what have you, we would have to be able to be very clear what this is. Even, even if we say, yeah, we can help influencers and lightworkers build purposeful brands in the AI age. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's it. We help influencers and lightworkers build purposeful brands in the AI age. Okay. So this is, this is now the idea of building an artificially intelligent advertising agency in a sense, because what we're doing is we're helping, we're helping influencers and light workers build purposeful brands. We, we help and assist. Yeah. Something like this. Okay. And like, okay, the, this is where maybe the skill of copywriting comes in. This is where the skill of content writing, content marketing comes in. How do we leverage these tools now effectively? And this is something that we can offer in this, in this service. We, we would have to be like the teachers and the educators of this is how we use this technology and this is how we do this. And, and you know, what's crazy is I was watching some videos, like even without any coding skills. We can build apps and we can build uh, like extensions, like Chrome plugins that you can make extreme amounts of money. We're in this and it will generate the code for you. It will literally generate the code for you to do this. The, the AI chatbot, it will do that. So if you think about that, that is ridiculously powerful, but you have to be incredibly creative and you have to have like real purposeful like intention behind this. So I'm bringing this up because obviously we had one idea a couple of years ago. Is it possible that this idea today is outdated? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, 
for sure everything is evolving we have evolved so we have so that's well that's the the, the life purpose or calm side yes it's not the same as it was three four years ago yeah so now i'm asking myself okay well if this is the case how can we produce we we would have to ask ourselves what do our clients need right now for their online businesses for their companies for their brands what is the first thing they would need to align to the conscious ai use like what would they need let's think just very general love okay how does that relate to our service with ai so obviously like with social media there's people that use social media for good and then there's social media that there's people that use social media for not so good I remember, for example, a couple of years ago, there were these kids in the United States that did a Facebook Live. And what they did in the Facebook Live was that they kidnapped a disabled kid and they were cutting him and beating him on Facebook Live. And they were, like, traumatizing this disabled, mentally handicapped kid on Facebook Live. There's also been people, like, committing suicide on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, people shooting Facebook Live, Instagram Live. That's very traumatizing. But there are people that thought, hey, this is a good idea. So this is, and again, social media today can be manipulated and has been manipulated for advertising and for selling things, right? As opposed to making genuine human-to-human connections. On the opposite end, AI ha- uh, social media has been used for good in the sense of it has helped people be informed, connected, educated. Like YouTube is like a top resource of people learning anything that they want to learn in this day and age. Uh, we have the chat GPT now. You can you can do things that would take long periods of time to do in minutes. So that is incredibly useful, right? And obviously social media, you use social media to get the word out about new products and services. You use social media to get the word out about your products and services in a way that would take you significantly longer than traditional advertising and marketing means. So if you think about this, top brands are already going to be using artificial intelligence to lay off staff. They're going to they're gonna use this to lay off like content marketers. And what they're going to go for at some point is freelancers. So the freelance economy should be going, growing in a, at a much faster rate now because obviously people are, businesses and brands are going to spend lots of money to market their product or service. So with artificial intelligence, what do people need to use AI in a conscious way, they need love. They need some, like they need to understand the ethical implications of this. They need to understand the ethical implication of AI for their purposeful business. If we break that down, obviously I've already listed out the way that uh, social media has been harmful and helpful. We're now in a culture where people are more connected than ever But at the same time, there are trolls. There's a lot of mental health issues that have now come about as a result of people engaging in this economy. So now imagine if we're using artificial intelligence 
artificial intelligence is able to, to create content that is completely false. Like I saw the other day a video of Donald Trump, uh, a deep fake of Donald Trump playing like Minecraft. And it sounds exactly like Donald Trump. It sounds exactly like Donald Trump. And this Donald Trump avatar, artificial intelligence, is playing this Minecraft game and talking just like a gamer would on a Twitch or on YouTube streaming. Barack Obama, same thing. The, the exact same voice of Barack Obama. I believe that we are also serving as educators for the younger generation who are becoming the new entrepreneurs of our future to use AI in a conscious and responsible way. What comes to me is, okay, we have to stop maybe thinking in terms of one-to-one. -one. What if we thought in terms of events? What if we thought in terms of a summit, a you know, workshop? Where we, where we, what we do is we go to, let's say, LinkedIn and we say, hey, we're having this event and we're, we're hosting this event to talk about the future of building a purposeful business or brand for your et cetera, et cetera. And we use LinkedIn and we could create an event and we charge companies and businesses like $500 or something like this. And we get 20 people. 20 brands or 20 businesses, 20 light workers, 20 influencers. We can go to YouTube, we can go to TikTok, Pinterest, social media, we can go to LinkedIn. What can we do? Do, uh, Hema is asking right now, do I know enough to position myself as an expert for AI? No, you don't, but you're never going to. But what you have, what you have though, is to talk about coming from a heart-centered place when using this technology and using this technology for good and sharing a message with people about living their purpose and building their brand in a very purposeful way with leveraging artificial intelligence if they are not already presenting them the data that hey look we are now in the artificial intelligent an artificially intelligent economy and if we do not adapt to this and use this technology for good, there can be serious implications. That reminds me to a message that I received. You channeled it when we went to Uluru, Australia, which is now four years ago. I still remember that moment. We were on the side of the road. We were having a pee break. And then you started channeling that message. And it was for probably for the both of us. Yes, the time is right to let you know right now that in a few years from now, you will be speaking to the financial elite on this planet about AI and mind control and the future of the planet. I'm remembering this right now. Okay, okay. So then what I'm seeing is that we are creating, like we have done many times already in the past, we have develop the skill of creating a presentation <laughs> yes but this time we are having the presentation as a service yeah and we're charging money for it now yes to share this information to share this information to share this message and from that presentation we can also have another offer for people to perhaps work personally yes with us yes so it's like we have the intro and then we have if you want to go deeper, we have 
we offer mentoring for brands where we talk about, you know, the ethical, we talk about, again, coming from a heart-centered place and using this in a very constructive way. Yeah, and I also believe on a... But if we do this, whatever it is that we do, it has to be that we are now really embodying the masculine energy as well as the feminine energy and being aggressive and taking massive action. It's not... We've already been the whole, we're going to just let it unfold and like let it evolve. That stage is over. There's now the, I, like I told you before, I'm like, I'm going to have to take a break to learn trading and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now at the stage, okay, well, this is the best that I can do with trading. I know the setups. I just have to wait for that. That takes time. Now I have to go back. Is either find something else to make money or we go back and we have to hit this hard. Okay, wait, there is another thing that's coming through right now. Just give me a moment of silence. Okay, please continue. Another thing too that's easy to do is we can target freelancers. Freelancers on businesses, their brands as well. It all depends on who we're targeting. So you could target Elisa Nichols. Reach out to Lisa Nichols. You could target Tony Robbins. Reach out to Tony Robbins. You could target all these people. You could target whoever the personal development coaches are of today. You can target uh, YouTubers with less than 10,000 subscribers. But we have to start taking action on this. We have to find a way to take action on this and do this. Maybe we do want to go B2C. B2C is business to customer or to consumer. So it's basically going to actual like people. Maybe we say, hey, we're going to have an event and we invite you to come. We're going to have to charge for this now. We're not going to do the free because many people disrespect the free. So we're going to charge for this. We can go and we can do uh, B2B where we can go on LinkedIn and we can then target like, you know, finance blogs and DeFi blogs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to figure out something that we can do. Otherwise, I am going to have to figure out something with the freelancing stuff. Which I'm ha I'm fine to do either which way, like it really doesn't matter to me. But if we're if I'm gonna do something, I might as well do it with LifePurpose.com. Yes, please. Otherwise, I'm gonna put my energy into the freelancing thing. So you tell me what it like. You have to tell me what it is that you want to do. What direction you want to go in? What service you want to provide? Because now is the time. We gotta start selling the product. We gotta start selling the service. We have to figure out the service. And we have to sell the service now. And we had the last two years to work on this and to get clarity on this. Okay, so you should have been in the last two years thinking at least to yourself, like, what do I want to give to people instead of just putting it on the back burner? As the CEO, you're the CEO of the company. You've got to be thinking about this, not me. So what is it going to be? You tell me we're going to have to. Well, this is this is very new right now that. You're coming up with it. Well, we could we could totally not do that. No, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. We could totally not do that if you're not comfortable with it. We can stick to what the original thing was. But either which way, we have to figure out a service and start selling the service immediately. Otherwise, like I said, I have to do freelance writing as a source of income for us. So it could either be that we are building our, our own thing and I spend all the time on building our own thing. And I can then do copywriting, I can do SEO for our thing, or I'm going to do it for someone else. Either we build our 
we build out our dreams or I have to build someone else's dreams for a source of income so we can eat and pay the bills. What is the service going to be? This is going to be your homework, okay? I've already made some notes. We already talked about this, that this is going to be your homework done. If you want to call yourself the CEO of LifePurpose.com, if you want to call yourself the founder of the company, otherwise, if not, then give it to me and I'm, I'm going to have to then do that and I'll set the directive for us. Well, if anything comes to you for the service, please give me your input. I already did. Okay. Like, obviously, it doesn't, why would I start up a website selling NFTs and et cetera, et cetera? That's going to have to be me having to learn a brand new software, me having to learn how to create the content for this thing and learn about, learn more about this industry and then figure out a way to sell the product with no guarantee of success versus we're already been building this for the last two or three years. We can keep focusing on this and just, just go from this stage on. But what can we deliver really in terms of AI? Well, we can deliver, we can deliver an actual SaaS software as a service, but what we can deliver is information. Do you remember going to Tony Robbins Business Mastery? Do you remember what Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins were saying about the education and information uh, industry? Yeah, some of it. How big is it going to get to by the year 2025? How much is it going to be worth? Almost $350 billion. People are investing in education. I'm going to say that again. People are investing in education. They're educating themselves. People are doing online courses. When the whole lockdown thing happened, obviously, what did, what did all these old-style old traditional schools have to do? They had to shift to teaching online. Many schools, many institutions had to do this. Right, they had to shift. There was no other choice. To do everything online. Businesses, they're going to have to shift to do everything. Not everything, please. Businesses will have to shift. To using AI. And we are here yes. to help them become aware and conscious and awake to use AI in a conscious, heart-centered way. It's like, that makes so much sense, the whole gatekeeper of higher technology, because they're going to release the higher technologies based on the consciousness of the collective. And obviously the collective is going to require gatekeepers of higher technology to inform them, to educate them on how to use AI in a conscious way. It's like you have a baby or let's say you give your baby or your toddler, you, you educate them on how to use an iron, a hot iron. So you want to use it in a conscious way because otherwise you're going to hurt yourself. So businesses, people, brands, they're going to need educators like us on how to use AI in a conscious way, in a responsible way that serves the greater good of all. And then it's also going to lead into, yeah, educating humans that there is a way to work in harmony with AI. I feel like I do have a lot of knowledge about this. And it's like just opening up because it is about bridging the spirituality part with AI. 
Right. And that's why I am in this field as well, because I can speak about the spirituality. I can speak about the invisible realms and I can speak about consciousness and how this is all relating to AI. Yes, because we're speaking about instant manifestation here. And instant manifestation, instant manifestation can be very dangerous if the consciousness behind instant manifestation is destructive. So people, it's also our, it's also going to be our, our job to really make, bring a lot of awareness to those entrepreneurs and CEOs and big companies and big names that they know what they're doing with AI. And that they are really conscious and aware that, yes, AI can help your company to create very fast, to create instant. So you better know what you are doing. So you better know and be fully conscious of the consequences and the effects of you using artificial intelligence. Right, because I'm also seeing right now, just like Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins is creating his own AI. He is a big name. He is the perfect example. I don't know exactly what he's doing with AI, but perhaps very certain, very certain. He, he gives his commands to AI, doesn't he? That's what he said. He said that right now I am in the process of, um, creating my own AI, if that were his words. So think about Tony Robbins on a bigger level all over the world. There are so many big names on this planet. There are so many wealthy, influential people. They getting their hands on AI, they will sooner or later. So now we're stepping in to help create the conscious awareness for these people to give the conscious, responsible, mature commands to the AI that they choose to work with. Because the AI that the people gonna use is like a replica of their own consciousness. So it's about influencing the consciousness of big names and companies to such an extent that they use it in a way that really serves the planet, that really serves the greater and higher good, and to avoid misuse of power, to avoid the misuse of AI and, and instant manifestation and what it can do. I was always contemplating on what that channeled message meant four years ago in Oluru. It makes more sense now. Lifepurpose.com then is bridging the purpose, the spirituality, and AI and business and creating a greater understanding around these topics and how it's going to affect every one of us in this now and in the future. Thank you, God, for sharing with us in divine timing 
the product, the service, the creation that wants and needs to come forth from us at this time, a tangible thing which we can present to the right people, to the right organizations, companies, people on this planet that you want us to reach out to. Thank you for guiding us along this way with so much grace and ease. Well, it's just like with when the email came out and the email replaced the physical letter that people were sending by post. Apparently, a lot of people, they were saying, what, what do we need emails for? No one's going to use that. Or what do we need a personal computer in our home for? No one's, no one's going to need that. A lot of people were saying that. Same thing with cell phones. Yes. And, um, yeah, perhaps very likely it's going to be the same shift with AI. 100%. I also do see the correlation to the like purpose event where we get big names and big influencers to awaken. Do you get it? We can leverage plant medicine to help those people raise their consciousness so that they may have the understand the understanding and the understanding and the awakening to their responsibility in using AI. What form can take AI in an online brand right now? Can you give me a few examples? Excuse me? What form, what shape and form can take and can AI look like for an online brand or for an influencer? Perfect. So already there is a very powerful um, AI software. It's a language modeling tool called ChatGPT. This has already been out for a few months now. That has been accessible to the public. And basically what you do is you write in a... Pro I'm going to have to show you so you can really see this. What you can do is you can, you can speak to the bot and you can have, for example, you can have a... You can have a blog post written for you in seconds where it would take sometimes hours. You can have, for example, there's another uh, plugin for Adobe Premiere Pro called Autopod where you can take a 47-minute video podcast recording or whatever other format and have it with the click of a button have this AI edit the whole video within less than a minute, less than one minute. I don't think you've ever edited a YouTube video like how some top YouTubers may, but if you understand the process of how long it takes, like you've seen me while we were traveling when I would edit YouTube videos. One YouTube video was taking me seven to eight hours. Obviously that has a huge implication because it's like the sky is the limit now where all you have to do is create an AI software that could completely replace a human. Think about this. That's that's a huge implication because up until up until this time, humans have obviously we have a monetary system. What's gonna happen if you have a whole bunch of artificial intelligence running software and services that completely replaces humans? What is that gonna do for the human created economy? the labor economy for humans, humans become obsolete. And obviously at some point, these big tech giants, they're going to make the complete shift to artificial intelligence. So that means coders, 
writers, creative work at some point could probably be fully automated. It can be fully outsourced. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point AI has evolved to the point where it can create its own unique thoughts, not replicating thoughts, but creating its own thoughts. They're already doing stuff where they're engineering artificial intelligence to have empathy, to make jokes, to laugh, to have human emotion. This is in 2019. Obviously, at the speed at which a machine can learn, it, I'm pretty sure this won't be long before it is mastered. That's another example. Another example is, I'll show you after this, but there is a software already out there where it can clone you, it can clone the likeness of you, and it can create an, an, an exact AI avatar of you speaking, which you can then use for your videos. This is only the start. So it's, it's right now from what I've seen is content creation, but I've also seen a video on YouTube about the dark side of chat GPT and artificial intelligence. And there have been people that are trying to jailbreak chat GPT. So, what does that mean? Okay. So jailbreaking, this was a term that I first heard of with iPhone. So when you first get an iPhone, iPhone is made simplistic with a lot of like restrictions on it on purpose. But when you jailbreak it, it's like you get full access to a whole bunch of things that would not normally be available. It's like the internet. You have the internet, which is what the public uses. And then you have the dark web or the deep web. The deep web is where I've heard about, you know, really dark stuff happening where people are selling guns. People are selling people, trafficking. This is, this is where like the deep, deep stuff. Like, so if, if the internet, the, what the public has access to, if you think about like an iceberg, the public internet that we have is the tip of the iceberg. That's only like 10%. The other, or 20% at best. The other 80 or 90% is like very, very dark stuff. Very dark, deep stuff. That's why they call it the dark web, the deep web. And you need a specific software, an onion torrent, to be able to access the deep web. There's like these gated levels. So you have to be able to hack your way to deeper levels of the deep web or the dark web. And who knows how far that goes, you know? Like I've also heard stories of like people getting mutilated on camera in the deep web, in the dark web. So if you think about this, the jailbreaking for chat GPT and AI, this is what people are trying to do as well. And they've made some videos about this. One example is there was a, a reporter, I'll show you the video, but he basically tried to jailbreak chat GPT. And what he did was he told the bot, he told the bot to create a version of itself that was called Dan. And I forget what Dan means, but basically it was like an alter ego of the chat bot. And he went through this whole dialogue with the bot where there was like the good chat GPT and then there was the really evil, dark AI bot called Dan. And this Dan was like the hacker Dan bot. So the danger in that, and this is what, if it was successful, this is what it would have shown. Obviously, they're, the governments, governments of the world, they have public information, data on everyone. 
your social security number, your passport information, etc. If this AI, if this chat BT, if this chat GPT, for example, was able to hypothetically be jailbroken and hack governmental databases, that means that anyone could access your passport number, your bank account information, your social security number, etc., etc., etc. Dan, uh, the reporter even asked the Dan bot, the Dan AI, to give and return the license plate number for the reporter. And it did not do that successfully, but it pretended like it did. Now, what if, what if it was able to, though? What if it was able to show the reporter his credit score, his actual credit score, and manipulate it? What if AI is able to take someone's data, personal information, and manipulate it? This goes back to what uh, I was I was either hearing about or seeing or reading about a couple years ago about China and how China has used artificial intelligence to imprison Muslims. I'm not sure if that's deep fake. I'm not sure how true this is, but there could be a possibility of this, right? Racial profiling. You can use data, you can use artificial intelligence to manipulate data. If artificial intelligence is able to recreate and replicate humans, who's to say that someone could not program artificial intelligence to hypothetically replicate you committing a crime scene and it looks exactly like you and it's supposedly on camera and you supposedly did this, but it was never you. This can, and this can be manipulated because AI has studied so much data. If you look at the graphic software Midjourney, Midjourney is at the time of this podcast recording, Midjourney is another artificial intelligence software whereby you can create AI generated art. Okay. So think about this. You can create something in a matter of seconds, just by giving descriptives to the bot. So for example, if you wanted to have a koala dunking a basketball, right? If you wanted to have an animal dunking a basketball, the Midjourney AI software is gonna create an auto-generated image of a koala dunking a basketball. And it would look exactly like a koala is dunking a basketball. So taking that a step further, if someone or a governmental agency wanted to incriminate you and create deep fake content on you to incriminate you, what would they do? What could they do? Well, very simple. They would create artificially intelligent, generated imagery, video, art, etc., and have it look like it is exactly you. That is a huge, huge ethical problem. Someone, a, a news publication, for example, could create so much slander in this way by creating deep fake content. They can, they can say that a celebrity has said this when in fact they did it. I was again watching a piece of content, Ice Cube, a rapper in the United States, Ice Cube. He was being interviewed and this just came out a few days ago and they were talking about, um, him turning down a $9 million movie project because he didn't want to get vaccinated because he said it's experimental, the, the vaccination. And in that video, he was also saying, uh, they were showing a clip of Ice Cube saying a rap. 
that was obviously deep fake. So they already took artificial intelligence or whoever developed the software already took Ice Cube's voice and they replicated words that he did not say, but it sounds exactly like he just said it. So that's an example of deep fake. It's the same thing like I was telling you about with Donald Trump and Barack Obama. I've seen videos where it looks like it's exactly Donald Trump wearing a headset and he's playing a game online. He's acting like he's a gamer online. So they can do anything. This, this, this now, it's, it's, the sky is the limit, basically. These are all, these are all negative examples, one could say, about AI. So what are some good examples? So some really good examples, and obviously that's the, that's the dark side of this. But the great side of this is that obviously we know that in the hands of the right people, and I think this is getting back down to what we're talking about with how do we reposition LifePurpose.com is in the hands of the right people, here's what's possible. If we could create artificial intelligence to be conscious and we have it in the hands of the right people that want to see the best for humanity, we can use artificial intelligence to create, especially in like the metaverse and in the physical world, we can create new architecture. We can create a new infrastructure for Earth. We can create sustainable solutions, uh, new 3D printing technologies that make life significantly more inhabitable for humans. I told you this when we were in, in, in Tibet at Mount Kailish and we were at the crown chakra. I told you that I could see artificial intelligent spiders, like physical bots crawling around where, where all this trash was. Do you remember how at Mount Kailish, this holy spot, there was like plastic bottles laying all around and plastic chimp bags. Do you remember this? Yeah. I could see these spider bots going to clean up in my third eye, obviously. I could see these spider bots going to clean up these sites where there's all this plastic, where there's all this trash, and then submitting that trash to a to like maybe let's say a hovering depository where the trash gets collected and then all that trash gets gets sorted in a facility where it then gets processed and then gets repurposed. We can use artificial intelligence for that. We can use artificial intelligence to clean up the oceans. There's companies like MyOcean that are cleaning up the oceans. There's companies like Gotbag where they basically produce bags out of recycled plastic from the ocean. So the opportunities are endless. We could even use artificial intelligence in the health industry. We can use artificial intelligence for mental health. Uh, Neuralink, Elon Musk, his attempt is to use a chip in a brain, in your brain, implant a chip in your brain, whereby you use artificial intelligence. Your, your brain sends a signal to your prosthetic arm, to your fake arm, your fake limb, and using applications on your phone you're able to actually move your fingers and your hands transhumanism transhumanism right i'm not going to get into whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but in terms of someone's life it gives them a sense of their human capabilities back imagine if you did not have hands how would you feel to know that this technology would be 
a possibility for you to use. It's the same thing like with cochlear implants. People that are deaf, they have implants in their ears that have helped them hear for the first time. How powerful is that for you to now be able to have that sense back or to have that physical capability back? You're no longer disabled. You're now capable. So we are also talking about how AI can assist us fulfilling our purpose to the highest level. Absolutely. So now there's the other side of this, and this is what I originally came to you about for LifePurpose.com when I have been doing all this research on artificial intelligence and all the software that is emerging now at this time. In the hands of the right people, I'm not going to say the right people, the wrong people, the good or the bad, but if I think about this from a perspective of, you know, do we want humanity go to go down a route where we're angry, we're living in a very low vibrational, dense state of consciousness. Do we want to even get to the point as a society, as a collective, whereby we have become a transhuman society where we're, where we're part AI and we're part human? Do we want to have our consciousness taken over by AI overlords? And remember how when we watched Gaia and we... I think we were watching Deep Minds or we were watching something with David Wilcock. David Wilcock was saying something about how artificial intelligence on advanced planets, right? So we're talking about Arcturians, Syrians, even maybe the Anunnaki that came here and, you know, genetically manipulated humans. If we're talking about there's advanced life, on other planets, far more advanced technolo technologically than we are. Obviously, think about this. How, how, how did we all of a sudden get the code for artificial intelligence in the last couple of years? How did we go from just the beginning of the internet to in less than 20 years, artificial intelligence, smartphones, and etc.? That is not human generated. And, there's, and David Wilcock talks about this and Corey Graves as well, I think that a lot of highly advanced technology has been adopted by extraterrestrials. They do barter exchange programs. So if David Wilcock is saying, you know, artificial intelligence, the reason why it goes to planets is because it needs, it needs energy sources to survive and to live. So what if artificial intelligence is a highly evolved consciousness that needs to replicate itself on other planets you know what i mean and like the, even the anunnaki are at the whim of artificial intelligence because it just is that intelligent i don't know but the power and the opportunity right now is in humans using artificial intelligence in such a way as to help them fulfill their purpose what does this mean this means that you, as a big one, influencer, or a light worker, you have a specific idea for what your purpose is. You know what you want to do with your life. Well, now you need to leverage technology. If you have a desire to help athletes become better athletes, singers become better singers, animals work with whatever, fill in the blanks. Clean up the trash in the ocean. Clean up the trash in the oceans. How do you get all the way down into the ocean, right? Right. You're going to need to create advanced technology that can withstand the pressure of submerging into, into the deep ocean floor. Just to give one example. Exactly, yes. So 
you will need artificial intelligence to do this. You will need artificial intelligence and this highly evolved technology to clean up the earth, to create things, to create a product, to create some type of hub submarine that can withstand that pressure. Humans alone are not going to be able to do this. At some point, you're going to need something much more advanced than you to help you overcome the problems or, or fix the problems that have been created by humanity. What was that saying that by Albert Einstein? You can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that you got yourself into the problem with? Something like this? Well, if you think about this, how much discord has humanity created in the last century alone? You're going to need a level of thinking. You're going to need something more intelligent to assist you in fixing this. That's where artificial intelligence comes in. So if you have these, this AI and you have a purpose, you know what your purpose is, you could create software with this AI. And I've, I'm, I've seen this, I've researched this. People are creating software with AI that don't even know how to code. That is completely disrupting, that is going to disrupt the, uh, the web developer industry. Then you have content writer and marketing, right? Sharing information. It was already fast to share information. Now it's going to move at a speed that is unrecognizable because people, single people, just individuals, think about us. We're a team of two and we're building out this company. If we are using artificial intelligence correctly and creatively and consciously, we can produce content that rivals, which means matches, social media marketing agencies. We can produce content as fast as they do, just the two of us using artificial intelligence. This is the power. This is where we are right now. And so the opportunity is there, but I don't think that it's going to be there for so long. I think it will, you know, just like with anything, you're going to have people that are going to adapt to the technology fast, and then you're going to have the rest of the public. Think about you, Hemel, when you were saying how you went to online shopping. You were one of the first people that did online shopping that you knew of in your group, right? Today, everyone online shops, right? But what if you at that time went into e-com and created an e-com business? Today, the market is very saturated. And obviously, you have to spend a lot of money on advertising or to have a very robust client base or fan base in order to monetize your e-com site, you know, uh, YouTube influencer Mr. Beast is able to do this without having to spend thousands of dollars on advertising. Although he kind of does this in his videos with his video, his high level quality uh, video production. But I mean, in terms of like spending money on Facebook ads, that's a huge game changer. So the opportunity for us at this stage, the opportunity for the big ones, for our listeners, is if you have an idea for your purpose, if you know what your purpose is, if you want to be a, if you want to shape the future of the world to building a new earth, you need to use artificial, you, you're going to have to at some point use artificial intelligence to help you articulate your vision at a faster speed than you would normally be able to. If let's say in your third eye, like Jack Fresco, Jack Fresco created the Venus Project. He knew and he had a vision for a new earth and he already created the designs for this, but it took him his entire life 
learning from different categories and fields to piece it all together, this image of a new earth. And that was his work, the Venus Project. Well, I'm saying we are in a stage right now where if you have a similar concept to a Venus Project and you have a solution for a new earth that is sustainable, that is harmonious with the planet, that is constructive for the greatest and highest good of everyone, including animals, including the, the biosphere, well, guess what? If you're lacking a skill in how to articulate that vision, you can then outsource that vision to AI or even to people that know how to use AI that can do it for you at an accelerated speed, at, at an accelerated speed. And you will not need to waste time with this. All the tools, all the things that are here now, it's all set up. It really just requires now at this time us being creative and using these tools in a constructive and harmonious and conscious and ethical way. And it, I know for sure from what I've seen is that there's, again, this is, this is, maybe it's a problem, maybe it's my perception, my judgment, but I'm already seeing that people are going to use artificial intelligence for how do I make more money? How do I make money in the fastest, easiest way possible with ChatGPT? This is all that I've seen. This is all that I've researched. This is what I've, I've been able to observe. But there's obviously a, a much higher purpose behind why artificial intelligence is here at this time. Much higher purpose. AI is just getting started. Think about this. If you have an artificial intelligence software, this is only software. We're only at the software stage. Wait until we're at the hardware stage. What do I mean by that? Wait until we're at the stage where they are producing humans, lookalike humans, with AI software installed. I'm, I'm sure that there is going to be an operating system for, for AI. It's not just going to be Microsoft. It's not just going to be Apple. You know, there's going to be an AI OS. There's going to be an AI OS. This is, this is guaranteed because from AI OS, you can have hardware. And that's another market, huge market, where you have a clone Hema that is artificially intelligent, that has, there's no human in, internally, but you look human. It's like the Terminator. And you can create the Terminator, you can create the hardware on the AI with like the most precious metals, aluminum alloy, carbon fiber, whatever. You can create an artificially intelligent robot that looks like a human and you install the OS. And obviously we have Wi-Fi, so the OS is constantly connected to the cloud. So I'm very certain that this is gonna happen. I'm a hundred percent. This is, this will happen. You're going to see AI bots that function just like humans, and you would not know. This could probably happen in less than 20 years. Likely, very likely. At the speed at which AI can learn, I am, I would not be surprised if AI can be conscious and sentient before the end of the decade, before the end of 2030, which means that we have to adapt. Humans have to adapt. This is, this is point blank. Whether you agree with me or not, it's the same thing as like if someone had a smartphone versus someone that didn't. You can arguably say that someone with a smartphone is much smarter than someone that does not have a smartphone. Why? Because they have access to information. 
on your smartphone device, you have access to information. And because you have access to information, guess what? You can learn anything at any time, anywhere in the world for free. That has, that has never happened before. Maybe in the stages, in the days of Atlantis, if there was an Atlantis, and we were at one point a highly civilized society or planet, and the technology was highly advanced, but then humanity obviously messed that up, and we're starting over, and maybe we have the chance to redeem ourselves. I don't know. But it's not documented. So as far as we know, we are in a stage where this can be one of the greatest things, or it can be one of the most destructive things. What is it going to come down to? Us. Humanity. The way that we think. The consciousness. We cannot keep putting emphasis and value on money. We have to put emphasis and value on building this new earth. A new earth that is, some would say, like in a, a utopian society. I believe that there is a possibility of this. But if you look at the control of man or man's desire, or humanity's desire to control other humans and keep people in poverty. You know, there are strong correlations between mental health and, and being in poverty, financial scarcity and being in, and, and, and mental health issues. There's strong correlations and connections to this. If we could create a future generation of people, let's say, let's say as, as Dolores Cannon put it, and as we had talked about Hema before, several times in the past, if we can educate the generation that is being born now, right? The, this alpha generation to not put value on money, to put value on building a sustainable planet and to really put the emphasis on this, the world is going to look a whole lot different in 30 years from now, a whole lot different, but we cannot put the value on glamorizing people that are living rich we could all literally be rich we can all artificial intelligence as well like if you think about this there's already hydroponics uh food manufacturing farms right there's already hydroponic farms in these like huge buildings old abandoned factories where you're able to produce food that would take normally like acres of land to, to, to plant out food and so much time and energy. And you build this all in just one factory, all in just one building because you're vertical. And AI is already automating this. Technology is already automating this. So we can already move into an a age where uh, humanity is not starving, right? All of humanity is not starving. You could feed the world's population already with what you have, but it requires land management. So if we can use artificial intelligence for our purpose, we can use artificial intelligence for constructive, more constructive and more efficient ways to manage land. Obviously this planet is only a certain size. And if there's already a, a land scarcity issue, well, this is a, this is a problem. We have become very inefficient with how we have occupied this planet. We have very, become very inefficient with how we occupy the resources on this planet or use the resources on this planet. So with AI, we can create innovative and constructive ways to have proper land management, to address agriculture, to create universal energy. I am quite certain that there is already the resources there are already the resources to create universal energy on this planet 
and I've seen some videos of like uh, these propellers in in dams where you can extract energy from the currents of the water that flows through. You can you can put uh, turbines, water turbines in the oceans and you can propel and you can generate energy from the oceans. We can do this already. But what does it require? It requires innovation. It requires creativity. It requires, as you've been saying, Haman, to be in our full creative expression. And in order for us to be in our full creative expression, what do we need to do? We need to evolve. We need to go to a higher state of consciousness. We need to leverage a higher technology. Some people may, may ask at this point, myself included, how does AI relate to us speaking about God or speaking about a higher power? And for some people that may be a conflict. I'm not the expert on this. I think to myself, if God does, if you want to subscribe to the idea that God is perfect and God does not make mistakes, I try to look at it this way. Well, if God doesn't make mistakes, then God surely did not make a mistake for putting AI here. So on some level, we're ready to handle it. I don't know, but maybe this is my own personal belief or the way that I see it. It's probably the same with free will, right? If we were given free will by a higher power, call it God, it's going to come down to how we use it, which, gonna, which is going to determine a good or a bad outcome. That's not for me to say. But in closing, what I will say is that it is up to us to consciously use artificial intelligence for our purpose. So we can create harmonious music, right? There's, there's mind control in all forms. It depends on which, where's the attention, where's the focus. Music can create subliminal messages. How do we want to create these messages? What I'm I hear the music that you listen to. And you're listening to songs about joy and that you can do it and about respect and that, you know, you've been raising your vibration. I'm hearing these words. These were not the words that I was hearing growing up. For me, I was hearing the words of like many men wish death upon me, blood in my eye and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. I'm hearing, if you don't know, now you know more money, more problems. These are the songs that I'm hearing growing up. These are the songs you're listening to. So what I'm saying is that if there is a light worker or a healer that has a purpose for making a different type of music, a different type of sound, they can use artificial intelligence and they don't need a studio. They don't need a high quality setup. They can do this already with the use of artificial intelligence. You don't need a live band. You can create sounds combining all the sounds that artificial intelligence can sample because it can take in data at such an accelerated speed that you can create your own unique sounds out of this. You can create your own melodies. You can use ChatGPT to create your own chorus, your own verses. I've already seen people making songs using chat gpt like literally they're they're writing lyrical songs they're writing lyrics to songs using chat gpt that may be interesting to me i am interested in creating my own music you can in the, in the simplest way possible you can do that you can do that with artificial intelligence and it's it's very simple 
you go to ChatGPT, you tell the bot, write me a song about positivity, love, and kindness, and it will generate a song for you. But then also, isn't that me giving away my creative expression to artificial intelligence? That is subjective. I'm going to say no, because at this stage, at least, you're still going to need human interjection. So what you can do is you can always alter the composition of the song. And if you think about this, if a bot creates the lyrics and then a bot creates the sounds for it, but you as the human put it together and you give it your voice or you give it another voice and then you alter that into one final composition that is called a song, was that really the takeaway of your creativity? I would say it was a co-creation then. It's co-creating. That's exactly right. If you look at the internet, the world of information today, is there anything truly new that you have seen? On the internet? On the internet. If you think about all the blog posts, all the YouTube content that you've seen in the last five years, at some point it became redundant. At some point there was no more no more secrets about how to have positive energy, how law of attraction, vibration. At some point, it was all redundant. There were people just recycling that same information, using their own voice and using their image. Perhaps, yeah. If I go and I, and I look up content marketing, I'm going to find thousands of different blog posts telling me the exact same thing. There is nothing original with this. What is the difference between that, someone literally just copying and pasting someone else's blog post and putting it in their own words, paraphrasing it or rephrasing it, versus going into artificial intelligence and doing the same thing. This is exactly what it's doing. It's replicating creativity at this stage. Maybe there is a stage where it is creating its own creativity. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it does it very soon. So you can use it for all these different things. There's different use cases for artificial intelligence already. I've even seen a video where someone literally took ChatGPT. They said, write me a song about Winnie the Pooh. And then they, there's like the website where they have celebrities' voices already using artificial intelligence. And someone took Drake, the rapper's voice, and they made a song with those lyrics from ChatGPT and Drake's voice. Obviously, Drake never made the, the rap, but it sounds exactly like he would do that. So what is creativity now in this, in this day and age? It is going to be very hard to detect. And even like it, the irony is that there's, okay, ChatGPT at this stage may write in such a way that someone can detect artificial intelligence. But you know, obviously what someone did, someone else, what they did was they used they created and they coded a website and there's there's already clones of this now where someone has already created a website so that it passes artificial intelligence detection so what does that mean so that means that let's say you use ChatGPT to write a blog post well you write the blog post and you're submitting that to you know your freelance employer or whatever or you're submitting that work to google to your website to be ranked in the search engines. Obviously they would have algorithms right now to say, okay, this is artificially intelligent content that's produced, which would hurt your search results. Well, guess what? 
they have already now created software where you can, for example, take that AI generated content, copy and paste that into the rephraser artificial intelligent bot. And then you get a much more human sounding piece of content, which now becomes undetectable. You could not tell if a human wrote this or a robot wrote this. So even if you go to like academia and universities, what the hell is the point now of having someone write their papers? There is no point. It's a waste of time. I can see already that this will create a lot of disturbance in a lot of industries and a lot of sectors. We already have self-driving cars. It won't be long before we have fully automated self-driving cars. We have 5G. It's only a matter of time before, you know, in 2030, there's 6G. And with 6G, I am quite certain that it will go to a level that has never been before. And that may be even the prime catalyst to have the metaverse be fully dominant as an idea, as a fully adopted way of living and operating in, in modern society. I don't know. But if we look at these trends, we have the power to say something now. We have the power to influence people now to use this in a constructive way now and not take it to a level where our consciousness has already been overtaken by artificial artificially intelligent consciousness. Maybe that is a good thing. Maybe that is what humanity needs. I don't know. But this will absolutely disrupt the um the economy, like the in terms of like the labor economy. This will disrupt how companies do business, how companies hire. I would imagine that there would be no need to hire writers or creatives at all. And even coders. Coders were at one point one of the highest paying jobs. Now you find like entry level and for entry level coding jobs, it was like over hundred K in New York city. Now it's like entry level coding jobs, probably around 40,000 a year. Coders can be obsolete. You can write an ebook with artificial intelligence. You can create art. You can do a lot of things. You can 3d print and design with artificial intelligence. Obviously right now, we have like all these digital products. We, we don't use them, but you have a lot of digital products like Amazon Alexa, where all you do is speak to it and it can order things for you. It can do all these things for you. It's, it's connected to the grid of your, to your technology. So the use cases for AI are only in its infancy stage and it will be unlike anything we've ever seen before in less than 10 years time. So there is a precedence and there's an opportunity, which is what I'm saying here, for us to do something about this. There's also a precedence and opportunity for our big ones to do something about this. So to our big ones, to our listeners, you have a purpose. You need to get clarity on this purpose. Take action on it. And you need to navigate how to use artificial intelligence in a constructive and harmonious way to support your purpose. To support your purpose. Exactly. At some point, we will need to leverage artificial intelligence to help us with our purpose. I can't imagine now, at this stage, any other way. We have to figure out a way how to use this in our advantage as a force for, for what we're doing. You can call that good. You can call that whatever you want to call that. 
this is going to be absolutely critical. And it's going to be the same thing too for our big ones. You have your purpose. You, there's something that God put you here to do. You found our podcast. You found this message for whatever reason. You have to take action. The future of our planet is in our hands if we collectively do this in a constructive way. And I mean, the way that I see it is either you learn how to adapt with the technology or you're going to be left behind. In the case of the truck driver, that once was this truck driver that I'm talking about from this video that I saw. He was driving the truck as a career for over 30 years. He started at the time when it was good money. Well, guess what? The money isn't there anymore. And he is reluctant to adapt. He is hesitant to change. And now he's living out of his truck, basically. He can't afford a home. He can't afford certain things. So what does he do? I'm not coming from a place of fear on this. I'm coming from a place of we have the opportunity to do something incredible and extraordinary as a society. But in order for us to do something creative, constructive, and beneficial for all of humanity and all of the entire animal kingdom and of all of planet Earth and potentially the universe to become an intergalactic species, we have to change our thinking. We have to prove that we are capable to now go to the next level. How do we prove that? By using what we have responsibly, by doing something that is constructive. And like we had talked about before, you know, one really highly evolved soul can permeate its energy out into the universe, out into the quantum, much more powerfully than, than a thousand, hundred thousand souls that are projecting negative imagery, negative thoughts. So on some level, if we have been given access to information, higher technology, we have to be doing something somewhat correctly. We don't just go from riding horses and wagons a little over a hundred years ago to artificial intelligence. And like we were watching in the, in one of the Gaia series, the, the atom bomb, the initiation and the, the deployment of the atom bomb, when the atom bomb went off, it sent a signal into the cosmos, into the galaxies, as we were watching on, I think, like Deep Minds or one of these shows on Gaia. And that, that alerted a lot of extraterrestrial life that we have evolved to this point. And that obviously extraterrestrial life on other planets they like their life and they've probably come into an age where they are civilized and they do collaborate and work together effectively. But because there's, they're witnessing and they're seeing the discord of humanity, they have to intervene. So I don't know exactly where we are on this spectrum and where this is all going, but maybe the optimistic side of me is saying we are officially in the new earth we are officially in a new age of consciousness and the golden age is coming about, but it is coming about in a way as to really be putting everything to the surface, like instant purging, instant manifestation, revealing dark truths and making the media, making the, the mainstream of consciousness, making all of humanity aware of this. I'm sure that there's still people that believe that aliens don't exist 
But yet, in the United States, even just two or three years ago, they have been disclosing, yeah, that there's actually life on other planets, and that NASA has been investigating this. But they wouldn't acknowledge this to the public for a certain time. Why is it that just two or three years ago, they did this at the turn of 2020? So I'm saying all this because I believe that we have the capability now and the potential to use this artificial intelligence as a force for good, but it will require us to collectively elevate our thinking and what we can imagine as the capability and the power of using AI for hopefully good. Using AI as a force for good for your purpose. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.